When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Here's the snap to Riley's. He drops back. Blue Chiefs looking for Everly. He's throwing. Go to the end zone. Now McDavid walks in right circle. Back to Everly. Touchdown Eskimos. One timer score. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on 6.30 Chad. So, what did everybody do last night? Dry settle, beautiful one touch up the boards. McDavid walks in two on one, trying to center deflected home. Connor McDavid will get credit for the goal. Nugent Hopkins, he in turn will move it to Darnell Nurse. Drag move to his right. Nurse cuts in front and tries to stuff it for Slepashev. Broken up, shot by Griba, deflected, score! Griba's long-range shot tipped. Crowd on its feet. 50 seconds away from the postseason. Shoveled down to center. Here's Kopitar. Wrist shot off the rush and a save made on Brzezinski by Cam Talbot. The desperate Kings working around the end boards. Martinez. 35 seconds to go. Kopitar deep left corner. Crowd in an absolute frenzy. The puck pinned in the corner. Four players digging at it. Work free to Martinez. One timer up top, kick save made by Talbot. 20 seconds to go. Wrist shot, save Talbot. Rebound, top of the blue paint. Wrist shot, Martinez, save Talbot. Kopitar bangs it off the back of the net. 12 seconds, wrist shot, Martinez, save made by Cam Talbot, who freezes the puck with 11.9 to go. Puck is dropped. Oilers come up with it. Edmonton 2, Los Angeles 1. And one of the most storied franchises in the history of the National Hockey League has reclaimed its birthright by stamping its ticket to the playoffs. We're just a more veteran team, I think, guy to guy. Um, you know, Nugent, Hopkins, to myself. Um, the guys that have been here for a while I really had to change our games to, to adapt to, to a winning uh, winning style. And, 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 I, and I feel strongly like we're complete players now, and, and, and it's helping. So I think a lot of that has to do with Todd. Um, he, he's really pushed us to, to do that. hasn't always uh, been the easiest years, but, I mean, uh, at this point right now, you kind of forget about it. And uh, uh, those, those years don't really matter come, uh, come tonight. There's a couple that have been here through a lot of pain and uh, couldn't be more excited for the opportunity that lies ahead of them. And, and maybe even more importantly, how about our fans? They've been, uh, they've been there for 10 years. The rink's been sold out. They've gone through a lot of pain and uh, they stuck with us. I'm not sure that happens in, in any other city in the National League, uh, but it happens here in Edmonton. So it's about time we, we rewarded them. Head coach Todd McClellan, center Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, winger Jordan Eberle heard from 
and the fine play-by-play work of Jack Michaels as the Oilers finally get into the postseason. Where will they finish? That's the next storyline, and it'll be written a little further along tomorrow when the Oilers host the San Jose Sharks. 5.30 for the face-off show here on 6.30, Ched. The game will start at 7. The Oilers and Sharks both have 93 points. San Jose has the tiebreaker, so they're second in the division. The Oilers are third. Anaheim is first, and the Ducks will play Winnipeg tomorrow. Calgary plays Los Angeles tonight. A win would sneak them up one point behind the Oilers and the Sharks. The Blackhawks and Penguins are uh, just getting underway. That's a big showdown there. Chicago with 103 points. Pittsburgh also with 103. So two of the best teams in the league going at it. Other games later on, Capitals against the Avalanche and the Blues play the Coyotes. You can always reach me here on Inside Sports by texting 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. Man. Tense finish to that game. Talbot holding strong. The Oilers able to control most of the third period. You knew something was coming from L.A. near the end. The fans celebrating. Certainly the uh, the the best atmosphere that, that I've seen in that rink. Well, in that specific rink and in any rink the Oilers have been playing in for, for a very long time. I, I've been, a lot of people have been asking me. I've had to do a couple other uh, radio shows in other markets today. Combination, I think, of relief and joy that the Oilers are in and my hopes are for 2018-2019 as we look ahead that uh, the Oilers clinching a playoff spot will not be a huge story in the future that it'll be a a fairly routine accomplishment for this team and something that is uh, expected but definitely newsworthy and definitely an exciting night at Rogers Place so how did the Oilers celebrate well, they got right back to practice today. There was no patting on the back, no resting on their laurels. Here's the captain. That yeah, was fun. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we're riding real positive. Um, you know, but like we keep saying, the work's not done. Um, a good practice day, uh, a few drills, power play, down and kill, and uh, get ready for tomorrow. And it, it was absolutely. A routine practice for the Oilers. They, they they worked hard. There was pace. There was specific preparation for things they expect the San Jose Sharks to do tomorrow night. I mean, they're not going to take a day off, obviously, at this point. And, look, I, I, are, the, are the Oilers a favorite to win the Stanley Cup? I don't think they are. But if you're in the tournament, who knows? What, what was the Tom Brady saying? We didn't come this far to only come this far. You know, the Oilers didn't get into the playoffs just to get into the playoffs. There's plenty of work to be done, and they're prepared to do it. Zach Cassian will, of course, be doing a lot of hard work for the Edmonton Oilers. He was, uh, I was uh, there with at his stall today with uh, Jim Matheson from the Edmonton Journal, and you, you couldn't help but joke about Cassian's four disallowed goals on the season, including last night's, which was clearly a mess up by the referees. It's it's nice that we found a way to win the game. It's one of those, if you lose the game, uh, it'd be kind of frustrating, but uh, we found a way to win. As soon as I saw the refs get together, I was like, beep, beep, beep. I know it's coming. No, no, I didn't hear the whistle. No, I just, yeah, yeah, it did blow. Hopefully the hockey guys reward me here uh, down the stretch and then into the playoffs. Yeah, something, yeah, you never know. I just got to keep working. Chances were there for a line in the third. That's all that really mattered. Yeah, that one's the worst one, yeah. Like, there's a couple offsides, which are rules, but that one was a goal just to 
a ref screw up basically so I told them next time I lose my marbles out there not to throw me out of the game or give me a 10 <laughs> that's just that's how he can repay me <laughs> just keep me in get the me game. out of the doghouse if I ever do something stupid out there <laughs> you guys have been so focused all year how do you how would you describe the practice uh, 12 hours after clinching well, it was good we regrouped we have a very we approach each day um, same you know it's it's one thing it's it's cool it's it's an uh, achievement but uh, there's a lot of achievements that we've set for our, our group in here so um, the first one you can check off the box you need to make the playoffs in order to win the Stanley Cup um, that's done now now we have to fight for seeding home ice is very important especially with our fans in this building um, it's one of those things came to the ring today uh, ready to work I like uh, the way our attitude was today how rewarding was that third period to really limit their opportunity I mean sometimes the best defense is a good forecheck and you guys had that for most of the third last night to close it out yeah it was it was, it was good to see I think uh, everyone dug a little deep uh, going out in the third we knew it was going to be a tough team to, to shut out uh, we knew they were going to give everything but I think everyone raised their game two three percent and uh, when everyone does that uh, we're a tough team to handle and that's all it really takes is everyone just up in their game just a little bit no one has to go to their comfort zone and try to do too much uh, we just need to, to all improve collectively as a group we did that and uh, I thought we controlled a lot of that third period what's been working about the combination of your line right now well, it's one of those things where uh, you score a few goals early and you build some chemistry. I think Pooh and Davey knew each other from, from previous uh, teams, but uh, I think we gel well. Pooh can skate and make plays. I think we're we're the horses of the line. We kind of get on the forecheck and, and get Davey the puck, and he's really creative. When, when the puck's in his hands, he makes the right play. Good third period by that line, and they've been pretty solid since they were put together. Uh, obviously, Cassian had the goal called back where uh, L.A. was getting a penalty. They never touched the puck unless uh, I was watching a different game than everybody else, but the whistle went. Anyway, the Oilers still hold it off. David DeHarnay, I thought, was really good in the third period. A couple of great scoring opportunities, and the Oilers able to uh, to tough it out, and that's a phrase we haven't used a lot with this team during their non-playoff years, and certainly that ability... To, to hang in games and to close out games in the third period without running around or, or giving up, you know, tons of uh, golden scoring chances against is a huge difference. General Manager Peter Shirelli, glad to get that little X next to the team name. Well, I'm proud of them. It's always hard to, to clinch a spot. Um, it, it's a culmination of one of the whole season. And two, just learning how to close out a game um, is I think is a really important trait to have as a team, and and uh, we we saw that last night. Um, kind of a slow start, and I thought we had a strong third, and uh, obviously at the end, Cam made some good saves. But you know, it was like our it was at the end of the game, or the latter half of the game was like our last LA game, which I really liked. Uh, it's a playoff style of game, a heavy game. We had some good uh, defensive structure, um, and. You know, it's, it's, it, when I see us close out a game like that, you, you, you know, you, you, you obviously you feel good. Um, and they're, they're tough games to close out in playoff series. And that was not quite that, but it was close. So, you know, we've obviously had some good growth this year. And uh, I think I, the other night I said uh, I kind of had us pegged for 85 points, which was a significant improvement from last year. And it would have put us in the playoff conversation. Obviously, we've exceeded that. And uh, if my estimate was wrong, so be it. I'm, I'm happy where we're at right now. 
Well, <laughs> absolutely. I'm happy to be wrong as well. I had the Oilers at 38 wins, probably just out of the playoffs, and they are in. Going to be great over the next few weeks covering them into the postseason. All right. What's going on with the team? How can you possibly get playoff tickets? I know it's difficult, but there will be some available. And uh, what's the story with the orange jerseys? We'll find out more about that with Stu McDonald, Chief Commercial Officer with the Oilers Entertainment Group. He's up next. And the hero of the last time the Oilers got in, Fernando Pisani, will join us as well. All on Inside Sports on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. This is Jordan Everly from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Jordan Everly playing career game 501 last night. It took him that long, but he finally is on a playoff hockey team. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on 630 Chet. It is 621. A whole bunch more to get to tonight. Uh, Fernando Pisani going to join us after the 630 News. We'll catch up with uh, Chris Sheets, big uh, Oilers supporter. Did, did he threw that... Uh I was going to say a whole cow. I think it was a couple steaks on the ice in a game in Detroit back in 2006. He, they couldn't get the whole cow into the building, so they just went with a couple of steaks. Uh, yeah, going to be fun talking about this team here moving forward, and I'm pleased to welcome back to the show the Chief Commercial Officer from OEG. It's Stu McDonald. Stu, I know you're busy. Thank you, making time. Thank you for making time for Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm great. Pleasure to join you. Absolutely. You know, I'll, I'll just start off with, uh, I, I think, questions that everybody is asking each other today as people went back to work or school or hung out with family or friends today. Uh, what, what was the experience of the final moments like for you last night? Uh, well, it was interesting. I was kind of moving around the building during the game, and uh, and with about 10 minutes to go in the third, it kind of settled down, and you're looking out and going, you start, I was about halfway up the building looking down, and you realize everyone's pretty much sitting on their hands. So I think that was kind of the peak of nervousness for everyone in the building. And then as its time started ticking down, you got more and more animated. And then to be, to, to be there and watch everyone up on their feet for the last minute, uh, cheering the guys on. And um, I, I'm not sure what's more memorable, watching the shots that uh, Cam Talbot was saving at the end or listening to Jack's call of that after the fact, which I heard after the game, which was absolutely amazing. Definitely an iconic moment on uh, Oilers and Jed history. So, yeah, just the the fact that, um, you know, we were able to, to do it together, to, you know, to have it happen on home ice. Great happened on Fan Appreciation Night on top of that. But, you know, after 10 years of uh, our fans filling the building, you know, having huge radio ratings, TV ratings through the last decade, uh, despite us not being able to make the playoffs, to be able to share that together in the building and have our players feel the connection with the fans, to me, it was just another great Oilers moment. Well, and hopefully many more great moments to come. And you know, Stu, over the last few weeks, as it you know, it looked like that you know the playoffs were inevitable. We were just waiting for that that clinching game. You know, a lot of people started asking me, well, how, you know, how are tickets going to be available? How, how people want to know how they can possibly get into the building. I, I know you put out some information last night about Monday, April tenth, but I, I know you'll have a better explanation than, than I can. How can people uh, hopeful for playoff tickets uh, try to realize that dream? Sure. There's a, so there's a few options today. <clears throat> Excuse me. That, uh, uh, that as you mentioned, we announced after the game last night. So first is. Um, call it available seats that we're going to put out uh, for individuals.
individual game purchase for round one. So round one, home games one, two, three, and four, even though three and four aren't confirmed, uh, that all of those will go on sale Monday, April 10th at 10 a.m., um, supplies will be very limited. Uh, not a surprise. Uh, season seat holders who had their option up to last week to take playoffs, um, uh, you know, purchase their playoff options in you know significantly higher numbers, and we saw even significantly higher than 2006. Uh, and so we've got limited amounts available. Uh, call it in the hundreds, not in the thousands, but in the hundreds, um, and they'll go on sale at 10 a.m. on the 10th. Uh, we expect those will go, you know. Uh, minutes or a minute uh, with online purchases. It doesn't take long to sell through an entire building, so having a few hundred, they'll move very quickly. Uh, so with that, we've uh, added a, a new element to our ticket programming last night, uh, and that's a last-minute ticket alert. And so if fans choose to sign up free on the Oilers' website, they can do so immediately. Uh, that will enter them into a program that will receive email alerts anytime we release tickets on game day. So once we do the first on sale on the 10th, we assume there's not going to be a lot left uh, uh, quickly after they go on sale. But occasionally, as you know, in this industry, uh, there's there's ticket holds for a number of areas. The National Hockey League will have hold requirements. Broadcast has hold requirements. Security has them. Uh, and then uh, on occasion, on a regular basis, and those get some of those get turned back into the hockey club and we put them out to the marketplace. And usually what happens is they get released uh, on our ticket site and, and get chewed up, and people don't even realize they're out there. Uh, so we looked and said, uh, to, to be as fair as possible, people who are interested in those, uh, if they sign up for the ticket alerts, they will get uh, any time we release on a game day, which may be once or twice a game day, uh, that they will get an alert. And they, with that, they will get a link to a special landing ticket landing page with a password. It will allow them to get in, and the tickets will be available first-come service, first serve. So it does mean they're guaranteed seat, but it does mean that they will have exclusive access that they've joined up. Now, that being said, I will say the response to this has been not a surprise with all those fans. We've had thousands of fans already <laughs> subscribed to this, uh, but it's another option there, and there's, you know, it's one of those no harm, no foul. Is sign up for it, you check in. If they're available, you can buy them. If they've gone quicker, um, then the third option, uh, which we're activating this Friday will be our ticket exchange site, so our fan-to-fan resale. And this is for fans unfamiliar with it, where Boilers customers, our season seat holders and others, uh, can post their seats for resale to other fans. Uh, put the caveat on the front end of this, that um, that often means the seats are posted and sold above face value, uh, but they are available. So we're going to allow our season seat holders to start posting this Friday. So even 10 days before uh, the retail on-sale, fans will be able to access uh, the retail site, which will just go through regularedmontonoilers.com, ticketing, fan resale, uh, and click on any one of the four games. Actually, for this, uh, uh, we'll have them listed, uh, make available through the entire playoffs. Okay. We actually, we'll purchase for future rounds. Uh, expectation is they'll be, you know, usually when they go out early, they go out high on, on price uh, and then find their level as uh, demand warrants. Uh, but they, that will be active starting on Friday. So anyone who's, i got to get in, and I just got to know I'm getting my seats, they'll be able to do that starting Friday through our, our ticket exchange site. The other I'll mention, read on that is, and this is going to be a big topic uh, for us, a big focal point for us during playoffs is, you know, the, we work very hard to limit the, the number of fraudulent tickets that are out in the marketplaces. There's nothing worse for us than... Uh, father and daughter getting to the gates and going to scan their ticket, find out they purchased a fraudulent ticket that can look very much like the real thing. Uh, and our, our message is always 
the only way you can guarantee that the ticket uh, is 100% guaranteed for entry is by buying through edmontonoilers.com, either on the initial sale market or on our fan-to-fan resale market. That barcode has stayed within our system from our, the customer first buying it till it goes through guaranteed at the gate. Um, you'll find other resale sites will say, hey, you're guaranteed, but in the fine print it says, if you don't get in, if something happens and the ticket isn't valid, we'll refund your money. You know, that doesn't do a lot of good if you're standing at the gate with your son or daughter. Um, so uh, by far, if people are considering purchasing off the secondary market, the place to go to guarantee your ticket's valid, uh, and the only place is through the NHL Ticket Exchange through our website. Okay, well, that's great information for sure. Stu, I know I just got you for about another minute or so. Uh, I want to touch on um, the the Bob Nicholson quote in the Terry Jones story today about orange being worn in the playoffs and then being the color for home jerseys next year. Uh, I know you and I had discussed the possibility of this uh, casually uh, earlier in the season. Tell us about, uh, you know, actually making the decision. It's a, it's a pretty significant one to, to change that primary color. Yeah, I think the um, a, c- a couple of things drove it. One for the playoffs, wearing you know, orange at home for the playoffs is. Uh, I must say, when when we launched the orange jersey, really is a, a nod to the Oilers of previous years in our farewell season at Rexall Place. Uh, we were all surprised that the the feedback we got to the extent of the, how popular the jersey was. But we've done a lot of research along the line, and um, and. For sure, there's, you know, I'd say we're lucky we're in a point where all three jerseys are equally popular. Um, but there's a couple of things that probably tilted in favor of the, you know, it, it's it's a, it's a newer look. It's, we've got a newer club, obviously, a uh, new young captain, a new core with this team as we move forward who are creating their own identity. Uh, this was kind of the year they started wearing it and, uh, and in the last season, so it ties nicely with that. Uh, but I think the other is our fans have taken it to it so much because it's so vibrant, it's so noticeable in the building. And, uh, you know, we're, we've been one of many teams for many years that when your colors are uh, white for your road and dark for home, there's not a lot you've got to work with inside the building uh, from a dominant color that, that's, you know, fun for a rallying point for your fans as you're looking to continue to build home ice advantage. And the orange, when our fans took to it and wore it in the volumes they have, we certainly saw the immediate impact on the, the atmosphere in the building. And so that played a role in it. Um, we obviously again lots of talk with uh, with our, our current team, our, our alumni, uh, certainly with our fans. And when it was all weighted, that we looked and said, this makes sense uh, for the playoffs uh, this year. And wearing the jerseys that many more times, and then next year, as we chatted before, we're all the teams in the NHL are limited to two jerseys, a home and away. So there'll be no third jerseys for teams next year. So it really kind of accelerated, which may have been an easy answer to say we're going to have both blue and orange next year we had to make a decision and uh you know based on our research the feedback we were getting um we made the jump and said nope this is the identity of the club lots of uh, reach back into history obviously it's the first jersey the club ever wore um but we felt really comfortable with that moving forward uh, based on our, our the feedback we've been receiving from fans in edmonton and, and outside of oil country as well yeah, right on. Well, it's definitely been a popular jersey for sure. Stu, thanks for that update. I, I know it's busy, but it, but it's also fun. I know we're going to talk again in the weeks to come. Thank you so much for your time. Anytime. Thanks, Reed. That is Stu McDonald, the Chief Commercial Officer with the Oilers Entertainment Group. Fernando Pisani, up next, Inside Sports. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 
Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Oilers and Sharks is the game for Nuge and company tomorrow. 5.30 face-off show here on Ched. They'll drop the puck at 7 as now the Oilers jockey for playoff position. Oh, it's stolen. Pisani is in alone. Shoot, scores! Fernando Pisani, short-handed. The Oilers win it. Four to three in sudden death overtime. We'll see you in Edmonton on Saturday night. Well, that was the last time the Oilers played a playoff overtime game, and actually the last guy to score a playoff goal for the Edmonton Oilers is Fernando Pisani. He joins me now. Fernando, you're on with Reed. Thank you so much for making time for me. How are you doing, man? I'm good, Reed. How you doing? I'm uh, I'm doing well, and uh, I, I love playing your 06 highlights. But hopefully, there'll be some new ones to uh, to sub in in the very near future. Uh, what, what what was your what was your reaction? What what was the experience like for you as an ex player seeing those final minutes tick away last night? Well, you know what? I was fortunate enough. I was at the game, so it was uh, it was a pretty great environment there. I was just kind of uh, looking around and. You could just sense the the excitement inside that building. Just people were, you know, expecting, uh, you know, them to clinch last night, in which they did. So it was uh, it was fun to be there. You know, obviously, what your team did in 2006 is always going to be celebrated, just like past, you know, Oilers teams of the 80s, the past great Eskimos teams. You know, sports are like that. People always latch on to to important memories, and, and I know for you, it's been fun to be a part of that. But have you ever thought to yourself, you know, I'm also happy to pass the torch a little bit. I'm also happy for this drought to end and, and new memories to be formed. Or how have you sort of uh, lived with the experience as being a member of the last Oilers team to be in? Yeah, you know, it's always it's always fun to to reminisce and look back. But, uh, you know, it's a long time coming for the organization and, uh, you know, the players. Uh, you know, I'm I'm happy for them. I'm excited for them. Uh, they put a lot of, uh, you know, work, not only the players, but uh, management and that to, to put a good product on ice and a product that's going to, you know, do some damage in the playoffs. And I think that's, uh, you know, something to be excited about and happy about. And hopefully they, you know, continue the trend and start a new one of consecutive years being in the playoffs. So that's, uh, you know, something to, to hopefully look forward to. I was at practice today, and obviously I've been covering the team all year, and we, you know, we've been using the term even keel, even keel over and over again. It just keeps coming up in the team's reaction. When you hear that as, as a former player who was on a team that was one win away from the Stanley Cup, you kind of uh, nod your head and think, yep, or, or, or what do you look at some of the key qualities here? Yeah, you know what? The big difference from from the years previous is they're finding ways to win those 2-1 games you know um, years past they would find a way to lose them and now they're you know it's just they know they're confident they're going to go in and and win the game 2-1 uh, they've obviously got great goaltending in Talbot and uh, the back end looks pretty solid so I, I think they're a pretty calm and, and confident bunch right now Fernando Pisani joining us inside sports on uh, on 630 Chet when you look back on on uh, on 06, I mean, you start. I mean, you were an eight seed. You start with 16 teams in the playoffs. Yeah, you you know, you're trying to do the whole one game at a time cliche. I'm sure when you're when you're talking to people, uh, was there ever a moment though where you remember where you thought, man, I think we might be able to do some damage. I think this might go on a while. Uh, you know what? I think once we got into the playoffs, I think I. We were pretty confident just because 
leading up to that, we were in so many do or die games where we needed to get points to, you know, to make it in. And then I think once we got in, it was a big relief and we kind of said, okay, well, we know how to play uh, tight games. We've been in this uh, for a month and a half and now we just go out and do it. Right. And I think that's the edge that we had on, on Detroit is they obviously had a great team and a lot of uh, high end skilled players, but we were battle tested for, for a month prior to the to the season ending so for us it was just okay let's just go out there and and just play how we played the last month and and see what happens fernando just one more for you here thanks for making time for us tonight because i know it's busy for you but you know i interviewed matt Hendricks uh at the start of the week on on monday and he you know he praised mcdavid's leadership and said how he sets the the tone for guys to to work hard that he has all this skill and is a te- he's a team first guy and i said to matt you know it seems to me like you're almost telling me that that personality is as important or maybe more important um than talent what's your take on that and how that applied to the 2006 team in terms of maybe trust and dedication well, that, that's huge. At the end of the day, you, you play for your teammates and uh, you want their respect And uh, uh, when you play the game. And, and we had guys like Jason Smith and Ethan Morrow and Steve Steos who were great character guys who did the little things, blocking shots, you know, making big hits, just things that um, solidified what type of team we needed to be to have success. And when you see those guys doing those things, you know, you have no reason to say, well, you know, I, I can do that, you know. And that's kind of the mindset that those guys, you know, you just didn't want to let them down because they're doing all that stuff. They're, you know, giving their all. And you wanted to make sure that, you know, you're doing the same and doing your part as well. Well, it's going to be fun watching this team. Uh, it's bringing back a lot of memories of 06. And like I said, some new memories about to be formed. Fernando, it's always great to catch up with you. I know we'll talk again during the spring here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. All right, no problem. Thanks, Reed. That's Fernando Pisani checking in, one of the Oilers' heroes from their 2006 March to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. How deep is this year's team going to go? Not sure, but I know there may be some antics from Chris Sheets from Kissing Country 103.9, one of the other stations here in our Chorus Radio building. Hello, Chris. Hey, how are you, Reed? I'm doing well. How were your nerves last night, buddy? You know what? I didn't. I didn't sleep well last night. It's crazy, hey. I mean, how excited you get! Like seriously, I just kind of laid in bed and and heard uh, "We Want the Playoffs" chanting in my brain. It was crazy. It was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, I, I, I'm sure you've heard the Jack Michaels call. I think we're playing yeah. it pretty much hourly on the station. Yeah. People yeah. can't. People can't get enough of it. But uh, uh, you know, it, it, great for them to get in. Great for them to do it that way against an old nemesis. Now, are you already? Because last time you yeah. did the, I, I was trying to remember. It, it was. I said I think you wanted to throw a whole cow on the ice in Detroit, but it was too big. Yeah, we we but we got a big chunk of Alberta beef from Windsor that was pretty fair size when it flew over over the bench. I remember the players and uh, Coach uh, Craig McTavish, uh, you know, watching it fly over their heads and, and hit the ice, and it, it made a it made a thud, uh, and uh, you know it certainly did. And uh, yeah, that was that was uh, certainly quite the memory for sure. And I'm starting to have people ask, "Hey, Chris, what are you doing?" Well, I'm, I'm ironically I'm at my mom's house tonight. And I promised her that I'd never get arrested at Joe Lewis Arena on, Mo- on Mother's Day again. So I don't know how that's going to work. 
Oh, well, the security on the buildings has increased quite a bit, so they probably no, would have... It's, yeah, it's a, it's a different game. We'll see. And, you know, it's ironic because you think about that run in 2006, and I remember when we did throw the beef, we threw it in Detroit. We threw it in Anaheim and San Jose, which are two of the likely uh, teams that the Oilers may play. And, of course, what if they play Calgary? Then you got to throw northern Alberta beef. Right. I don't know. That's right. But we have, I can promise you this, we've got a lot of stuff in, in the works right now. Uh, you know, we've been thinking about this for about a, a month or two for sure. As it, it started to look like the Oilers definitely had a good shot. And we've got a very, very special, huge country singer who's just finished recording our own Oiler playoff song. We won't tell you who it is yet. But he's, uh, he's pretty excited, and it's going to be an absolutely fantastic song. That's coming up. I got the Sheets Cool Bus ready to go. Um, we're uh, we're going to be using it in some way. Maybe we're going to turn it into the Oiler fan wagon and have it ripping around uh, you know, all over the city and maybe making a road trip to Calgary, let's say, if they happen to play the Flames. And Just, just really excited for, for everybody involved and all those long... Uh, long-suffering fans like we all are uh, for 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 the fun that's going to happen in two weeks when is this song debuting you know what uh supposedly we're going to get it by the weekend okay and yeah it's a it's a it's a huge country star nice that, that loves the edmonton oilers and, uh, and it's going to be fantastic <laughs> I, you know uh, you've probably heard the song that our sister station 92.5 fresh radio did yep um, and we played it uh, we played it on kissing as well as fresh today and 630 chad i believe it's fantastic but we've got a a really, really awesome, exciting one coming. So. Well, I look forward to using that on Inside Sports after it debuts on Kissin'. Chris, we'll have you on again. Uh, what time are you on in the morning? You're up really early. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the... We, we get started about 5.30. I wake up about 7. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be fun, and it's crazy. Like, I mean, yeah, we're at the country music station in Edmonton, but today it was all about the fog and all about the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, everybody is so charged uh, for this team and, and uh, just getting set. Uh, to just get get you know get this run started and just hang on for dear life, Chris. Thanks for your time, buddy. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Reed. M- Mom, I promise I won't get arrested. <laughs> there we go. Chris Sheets, Kissing Country, one hundred three nine Morning Show host. Uh, a lot of Oilers excitement. We'll check in with uh, the blogosphere how it's going over on OilersNation dot com, and it's an incredible story how they got started. That's next on Chet. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Cam Talbot, 34 saves last night, helping the Oilers clinch. He's been stellar all year. He's become very popular with Oilers Nation, which isn't just a term for a bunch of people. Also a website, OilersNation.com. They're uh, always a place for Oilers fans to uh, meet and talk in the cyber world, and uh, one of their head guys over there, not his real name, but he goes by the name of Bagged Milk. And I get to say, Bagged Milk, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Wilkie. Glad to be back, man. Pleasure to be here. It's always great to talk to you. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy uh, following you guys on Oilers Nation. You do such a great job giving the fan base another sort of venue to, to communicate and, and uh, interact with each other. I know it was just a pretty joyful edition of Overtime Open Line last night uh, after the game. How are things on the old interweb, buddy? 
Well, exactly kind of the same as on, uh, as on your show. People kind of flooded into our website telling stories from the last 10 years, talking about how their lives have changed since the last time the Oilers have made the playoffs. We had people who were in high school telling us about how they are now doctors. It was just a really positive environment. And seeing how the last 10 years prior to this have gone, it was a very welcome change to see people thrilled about a March outcome rather than completely devastated and only looking at the draft. I mean, what are your sense for, if any, maybe last night was just all about last night. Did you get a sense of uh, playoff expectation or people talking about hopeful matchups or are they just like, Kate, we're in, let's just deal with whatever the next uh, twist in the road might be? It's kind of funny that you mentioned that because before last night, before the clinch, people were just kind of talking about, let's get in. Let's just make sure the Oilers get in. Let's make sure we're invited to the dance for the first time. Let's just see how things go. But now, as the buzzer went off last night against Los Angeles, that conversation has quickly turned to, all right, let's start looking at the scoreboard to see what this matchup is going to be like. Do we match up favorably against Anaheim? Is San Jose the better option since they're struggling right now? Do we want to open the playoffs with the Battle of Alberta? It's been it's gone from don't talk about the playoffs we're not there yet to now let's talk about the playoffs and let's see if we can make some noise. Bag Milk joining us from Oilers Nation, of course OilersNation.com, easy way to get them. They're on Twitter as well. You know, it's it's been one of the things, one of the big things that people say about the last ten years is that there was no Twitter in 2006. Social media, while it existed in 2006, has clearly become a lot more prominent, uh, prominent, and and the use of our uh, you know the little devices we carry in our hands and are interacting with all the time. We do we do that a lot more than we did ten years ago. But tell me about the birth of of Oilers Nation because it's certainly been a a venue for maybe uh, unhappiness and frustration over the years wasn't it kind of born out of some some fan angst it was OilersNation.com was literally bred out of disappointment it was spawned out of disappointment it was started in 2007 after Ryan Smith got traded to the Islanders and back then it wasn't OilersNation.com as it exists now. Back then, it was BringSmittyHome.com, which Lord knows where that domain ended up, but that's what it was. And how it started was my bosses ended up launching that site, BringSmittyHome.com, and there was a picture of his face on a milk carton, and it was the whole thing that we were so upset about that one trade. And then we found out that there was a community that felt the exact same way as we did. There was thousands of people pouring into this website that didn't really have anything on it that shared the same kind of passion for the team, the same kind of passion for Ryan Smith. And that kind of gave the idea that, oh, we've got something here. This community needs a place for fans to express their feelings, express their joys, express their sorrows. And then AwarenessNation.com was born. Up until last night when we clinched the playoff spot, our website's kind of been a free spot for some counseling for Oilers fans where we've kind of lived through some dark times together. So now that we're coming out at the end of the tunnel, it's nice to see that light and be able to share it with the people that, you know, haven't had a good time being Oilers fans over the last few years, apart from maybe draft lotteries and that minute of hope that we had in September, October, before the wheels fell apart and we were out by 
you know, by November 15th. Yeah, well, it's it's going to be fun. I mean, this is I mean, it's to me it's already been an enjoyable season because of the the progress of the team and more wins than losses and some some personal storylines for players I think who are, 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 are you know overachieving as to where they've been earlier in their careers and I, and I hope uh, I hope there's a lot of joy during the playoffs as well. I assume you guys are going to have some special things planned. We are going to have a bunch of things planned. Last night as soon as they clinched, we dropped a brand new DOD Nation Gear line to symbolize the the end of the decade of darkness. So that's currently up on nationgear.ca. We also are going to have a uh, decade of darkness party. And we don't have a date locked in for it yet, but we're going to throw that on a Friday or Saturday night so the most people can possibly come. And we're just going to have a great time celebrating um, finally reaping the rewards of just rebuild after rebuild after rebuild. So to answer your question, absolutely, we're going to be having parties, and everybody's going to be invited. Bagged Milk, thanks for the perspective from the blogosphere, buddy. We appreciate it. You guys do a great job. We'll talk again, okay? Great to talk soon. Thanks, man. Fun times for Oilers Nation. That is Bagged Milk as he uh, goes by. Pretty sure it's not his real name. Pretty sure. Tom texting in. He says, I might be crazy, but I think the Oilers are a contender in the Western Conference on paper. Who has a better team than the Oilers right now? Tom says, maybe Chicago. More Oilers chat as we move along. We are also going to go to Fort McMurray on how sports has helped that community stay together after the devastating fire last May. That's coming up in the second hour of the show. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.